up, everybody? Welcome to the 593rd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. I'm laughing too hard and I'm joking. Hannah. I'm not joking, but this is hilarious. Really struggling this morning. This is a disaster. Hannah's here. Uh, Greg also here. I'm hot now. (laughs) Overheating from this. Hello, everybody. There's snow on the ground. There Welcome is. to winter. Winter winter is here, finally. G- Game Freak lied there to us. There was snow on the ground on Halloween. That's true. The- <laughs> well, it didn't last. This one, is, this one is actually sticking around, so I okay. think this is the start of the snow season. We got uh, a couple things to talk about today. Nothing huge, 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 uh, but also it was like a holiday weekend. Huge, huge, huge. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It was a holiday weekend. So. Uh, there is a huge announcement. Is, is there wait did I put in the notes or is this is this something no. you're surprising us with? We have we have a date for a very special edition. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you can get your unite segment at the end of the show. <laughs> Calm down. Just say there's no news. <laughs> Start off with the Pokemon sleep recap as we always do. It was Eevee week to celebrate Eevee Day, which was November twenty third. How Hannah, how was your did you get all the EVs you wanted? First of all, EV Day was November twenty first, not twenty third. Oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're get right. Get it right. right. <laughs> you're right. The the, <laughs> the then, one one two one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird when you try to get through the Japanese, but it is that. Um <laughs> there were a lot of EVs. I am actually really enjoying the extra missions that they make available during these events, mm. both the Halloween event and the EV event. I feel like that's the biggest part for me. I may have made a mistake and went to, and uh, went to Topolo this week, where really you had to make it to Master Level 1 in order to see any of the evolutions, and I only made it there this morning, and it's Sunday. That might have been a mistake, but I still caught a lot of Eevee, so I'm happy. Going to Topolo is a constant mistake every time. Would you stop? <laughs> Did you find an Odyssey there who's a cutie? I got. I did get an Onyx. I found an Onyx and I found a Shuppet. I don't think I was able to catch either of them. I think they both filled up pretty quickly, but I got to take pictures of both an Onyx and a Shuppet. Nice. I went to the beach because of Vaporeon, and I didn't see my first Vaporeon until today. It wasn't hungry, but the Gold Duck was because I need another Gold Duck. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I don't. I just used my premium on another Eevee and was like, maybe it'll have Berry Finder. And it didn't. That's okay. Uh, Greg, where did you end up camping this week? I went to Topalo for, for I don't know, reasons. Look, there could have been an SBI. Here's the thing. Here is my reasoning. I don't want to have to do 150 hours with an Eevee. <laughs> To get some of these things, I'm hoping one of them will just show up and I can grab it and I can be done. That has not happened and it's not going to happen because I don't put a lot of time into the game. So I'm going to have to put an Eevee on my team and do the 150 hours like seven times. It's exhausting. There there was boosted shiny odds for Eevee. um, And I liked how they they gave you like Eevee incense for some of the rewards. I thought that was like really good. And I think using your Eevee incense, well, I, uh, when you're listening to this on Monday, Eevee week will be over, but I think using 
your EV incense during a week where EV does have boosted shiny odds is pretty smart and clever. I saw a ton of people on social media get shiny EVs, so I, I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't think this oh, yeah. I, I don't think this is a Niantic situation where they like forgot to turn it on or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people get it. I didn't get it, but I saw people say they got it. Oh yeah, I was yeah. seeing people in my friends list get it. Not every single day of the week, but multiple days of the week. Yeah, so if you if you were lucky trainers, congrats on your shiny EV. Um, uh, as you're listening to this, it is a good sleep day, which I think is the fourth good sleep day. The fourth good sleep day scam box in the store. Very expensive. It's literally like $25, I think. Because it is falling on a Monday, instead of doing the times two bonus on good sleep day, they're doing a times four bonus, which, sure. I I was curious. People don't sleep as well during the weekdays. Yeah, I was on cu- average. <laughs> I was curious what would happen if it did fall out on Monday. This was their solution: was just to boost it more. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> how, I like that. How dare the full moon fall on the start of the week? <laughs> how dare the lunar cycle be a thing? <laughs> Shifting gears here to the seven-star Hisuian Samurai raid, which. Oddly enough, we talked about last week. I didn't think they were just going to roll that raid right after Eevee. Eevee had one weekend, no repeat. They had the Eevee outbreaks, one weekend, no repeat. I I get that they were going for more of like, we want to put this closer to Eevee day, but also... Yeah, but it it wasn't actually on Eevee day. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) correct. Yes. Yes, true, but... Which, which is always, like, a weird thing. Like, it's their game. They could extend it more past... Because most raids are, are for the U.S. Thursday night to Sunday night, because it goes off UTC time. That's why, like, they say Friday to Monday, but UTC time, we get it Thursday night. They, It's their game. They could extend it a couple more days. It doesn't have to end on Sunday. No. It Look, could have Janine ended on, like... strict with the calendar. Wednesday. These or... are the dates, and these are the dates only. And if you move past it, it puts everything else into jeopardy. It's like you don't understand how calendars work. It's true. I don't. I've, I, I've, I've booked a, a, a whole flight to Boston the completely <laughs> wrong month. For the completely wrong month. It was the right day, though. <laughs> it was just... The... The wrong month. I think I think a lot of people have done that. I have just been brave enough to admit it. I am sure there is a percentage of the populace that has done that. Just like there's a percentage of the populace that has done many things. Is it a large percentage? I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm willing to bet it's like 50% of people have booked. 50% of Half of people who have booked a flight you, have booked. I can't yeah. agree with that. If you're watching on YouTube, comment below if you've booked a flight on the wrong days. I'm sure that has happened. I'm sure that has happened, but not to 50% of the populace. I feel like it probably happens more off by a day or two and not off by a month. Hey, numbers are... (laughs) Okay, going back to Sam Rott. I have no problem with them repeating, like, doing, an, a, like, a one-week-in event. But it, there was no reason why they couldn't extend it, especially the outbreaks. You're doing a brand-new event. 
which is cool. I mean, it's, it was relatively easy for everyone. I saw some people struggle. We see this every raid. Totally fine. I'm not here to like shame you for struggling with a seven star Eevee. Um, we still have people that are bringing like level 75 Pokemon to five seven stars and like being like, why am I losing? Totally, we get it. But it was really hard for me to balance like, okay, it's on the weekend. I lo- I wanted I want to do the EV raids because they're dropping HP up, but I also want a shiny hunt because the outbreaks are there. And usually, if it's like a repeat, it's like okay, I'll just do the raids this weekend and then I'll do the outbreaks the next weekend. It'll be fine. But they were like, nope, we're going all into Samurott right away. <laughs> yep, right away. And that's on a holiday weekend, which. You could argue that if the Eevee was there, that gives people a second chance. Also, like, you're home with family. That would have been, like, a good family raid or a good family thing just to do, like, outbreaks together. Because this isn't talked about a lot, but you could, like, share Herba Mystica. Like, for the, like, Herba Mystica is probably, like, the most in-demand item. Anytime I post a graphic on Instagram, people are like, another free Pokemon? Give me free Herba Mystica, Game Freak. They did. They did give you free Herba Mystica, like, literally two months ago. But it's, like, a very in-demand item. And again, this is just not talked about, but if, in case you didn't know, you can share Herba Mystica. I could invite Hannah and Greg. I could use my Herba Mystica, they could get the sandwich effects, and then they can leave my game, and they can have the 30 minutes of, like, free boosted shiny odds. It's really cool. And I, I, I apologize for not talking about it more, but now you know. Happy Thanksgiving! <laughs> <laughs> Here's your spicy herbs for your Thanksgiving meal. And I'm sure, like, if, if I spent Thanksgiving with family, or if I had siblings, or family that played pokemon that'd be a cool thing to do like sit around have something on tv like jump over to my game let's make a sandwich all right you go back to yours hunt something i'll hunt whatever i want in mine it's cool it's really cool i think it's like the first game ever where you could like share boosted shiny items regardless they did samurai They sure did. And looking at the calendar, I do think this is the last. This this has to be the last seven star raid before the DLC. Probably because I guess. Well, I guess I guess there's one extra week, but then the repeat would be the weekend the DLC does come out. Yeah, because we'll have Samurai this upcoming weekend. And then the following weekend is nothing. And then the week after that is DLC. I, I maybe they were just like, we need we need to get <laughs> we need to get the samurai out. <laughs> the DLC is that sounds more likely. Uh, no Eevees for two weeks because they need to get it out before the last DLC drops. Before I give my impressions on Samurai, did you both get it done or are you you doing it this weekend? Uh I I got it done Friday? I think uh, I did randoms like I always do. Yeah, I went all in with randoms uh, probably <laughs> six or seven times. I think that I got it on the third try, but then I just wanted to keep trying and seeing what people were bringing and how it was going. And it was not going great. <laughs> oh, I had a very different experience. I got it on the first one and out of the seven I did, I only failed one. Wow. With randoms? With randoms, That's yeah. crazy. Which Pokemon did you bring? 
Uh, Torterra. Ooh, that's a good one. That's probably why you were winning. Torterra's good. You set reflect, and you're pretty golden. Well, I would, I would, I did worry seed reflect. Oh, even yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then whatever. Even better. So, yeah, worry seed's a little better because if some, if one of your randoms faint, then the shield goes up right away. Yeah. So I opened with worry seed because I was like, let's just end this thing, and then if I get a shot at doing reflect, which I sometimes did, I, I'm not counting the ones where. The raid just once again stopped for a minute. And then when it decided to come back up, everybody was dead. and It was kicking us out. Like, I don't count those because I have no idea what happened. Yeah, um, I had that. And it's just once. like this is it's so frustrating that this is still happening. So I don't count those. But I think generally I knew like oh, I'm doing random. So I might as well just do as much support as I can. Um, but there were a lot of people who were using victory bell yeah uh i saw a lot of victory bells um who did clear smog so i saw a lot of that um i was in a raid with two ogre pond <laughs> that went fine it was smooth that so, somewhat smooth uh once everything was set up uh i did a lot of raids with maridon mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i only had one annihilate iron hands Combo. In the same one? <laughs> in the same one, yes. Uh, Iron Hands and Brothers Forever. In the same one. But the weird thing is we did that one because it was Annihilate, Iron Hands, me, and a Victory Bell. So the two of us who brought Victory Bell and Tratera literally saved the other two. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we passed. Um but they were you, you should have failed it. Now they think that you you put in their brains that like they're, yeah. they're they've brought the right Pokemon to this. Yeah, I did. And I will continue to sow that level of chaos until they fix how you look at raids. I talked about how I didn't really love the Eevee or the Typhlosion, not because they were like too hard or too easy. I just didn't like really like I talked about this. I didn't really like how they opened and. They they both could have had like like an extra move or something to kind of up the variety instead of the Typhlosion just being like I'm gonna try to Willow Wisp you over and over and over and you can't even be burned <laughs> like just like weird CPU logic. Um, I loved this raid. I thought this raid was really cool because I think what makes a good raid. And this is the same for like Destiny or Final Fantasy. Again, these are the two games I compare raids to, even though Pokemon raids are significantly more simple, but that's fine. But like, I think what makes a good raid is an obvious problem that you need to solve. Mm. And I don't know what the problem there. I don't really know what the problem in the EV raid was. <laughs> the problem could have been the EV is going to yawn you and you need to deal with that. And the problem in the Typhlosion raid was like, well, I know the problem in the Typhlosion raid was like, it's going to burn you and Infernal Parade's going to do double. And it's like, but what if I bring a special attacker? Now I don't really care about the burn. <laughs> but in this, they give you the problem up front, which is you have to now deal with a, a z turn zero swords dance and it has a sharpness boost. and. When you solve that problem, you pretty much win. And I think that's good. Yeah. I think that's great. I, I, I like it doesn't need to be like this constant slog. 
Right. <laughs> like, as a team, we have solved the problem, and now we just have to finish off the raid. Interesting enough, the Samurott had slightly more health than other seven-star raids. Um, it Most raids are multiplied by a 30%. Most raids are... The health is by a 30% more. There's a way to say that sentence better. Times 30 <laughs> is the health for most raid bosses. Samurai had 35, um, and I think Pikachu had the most health of times 50 or something. <laughs> well, you know, Pikachu's base stats aren't as good as like a, a final evolution, but Mewtwo probably had the most health, but I, I don't remember Mewtwo's multiplier off the top of my head. Yeah, the the interesting thing is, you know, Samurott still had focus energy, but it didn't focus energy until after the shield broke. Um, shield went up relatively quickly. Yeah, it did. Sometimes it went up real quick. And I think I think Greg and I had the similar problem. Greg said, like, the raid would lag out at the beginning. What I would notice is, like, my very, very first raid, I, I, I brought Volcanion. I did four raid builds. Volcanion had haze, and I was like, well, you know, in case Samurott does Swords Dance, you can haze it. Cool. Opened up with Swords Dance. And I went to haze, but some, then somebody died. So the game was like, no one can do anything. We're like putting the shield <laughs> up now. So like I literally hit the haze button. And then it was like, nope, you don't get to do that because shield gets to go yep. up. And now you go mm-hmm. back into the menu and it's like, oh, like you can see like I never used a haze PP. So it never yep. accepted my haze input. So now yep. I have to do yeah. it again. And there was this really weird like felt like a full minute of lag and then it didn't register my haze again and then i my third time it was like okay now you hazed and uh we were still like we still won but i don't know if it's like the lag was because the shield goes up so quickly but i could i could imagine that for people who were failing and because that happened to greg and that happened to me i'm sure it happened to other people um, it never happened if like no one fainted <laughs> at the beginning. Right. Yeah. I wonder how discouraging that was to people. Because when it happened to me, I was like, this is still okay. Like the shield went up, the haze finally went through, he's no longer boosted. Just get to Terra, Trash Lies, and we'll totally be okay. And we were. But if 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 you don't have like <laughs> If you're playing with randoms, somebody dies right away, shield goes up, your game is lagging, you're probably, you're pro- you probably just gave up. You're probably like, yeah. I'm just going to put my controller down and walk away. Like, we yep. lost. It's not a fun experience. I will say that when I know I'm going in, I was also playing with Volcanion, when I know I am going in and hitting a specific move first thing like Haze, I put that as the very first move in my move slots, and I just go in there smashing A and get that in <laughs> as quickly as possible. I mean, I was smashing A and still... Whether or not it would accept that input and then yeah. lock up or not, up, up, up to the code to decide if I'm actually going to be allowed to do some things. There are many times where I'm like, it has been so long since I've been allowed to interact with the menu or see what's going on. I have no clue what has been accepted, what hasn't been accepted. <laughs> where we are <laughs> who's who's died how many times like i have no idea when my game finally unlocks what the state of this is going to be and because i have no idea what it's going to be i have no idea how to fix it right like i don't know do i put up reflect 
because I'm now going to have to go in, waste time trying to look to see if reflect is up because I have no clue in game if it is or not, if it's accepted. You got to check the PP. Again, check the PP. But at that point, it's like we are so far gone <laughs> that there is just. Nah. Yeah, this I mean, I, I got over. I, I hated that. The, I should have just sold all my water terror shards because I always use shards as like a good like how many raids did I do off the top of my head? Because <laughs> sometimes I'll lose count, but I'll be like, oh, I've. If you're getting like. 15 shards of raid, 999 divided by 15. Okay, that's how many I did. Um, but I, I did over 60 raids within two days. Like, I was I was just grinding them out, helping people. I had a lot of new people come in being like, hey, I need help, which is, like, totally cool. I love doing that. I love doing that. I, I think there needs to be a lot of changes to raids. But I think mm -hmm. in this example, because I don't want to beat a dead horse, but in this example, I think what the game needs to do is if the raid boss is going to have turn zero moves, which all of them has had turn zero moves, a turn zero move is a move you they do before you can even pick a move. So Greninja would be like Toxic Spikes double team. He does both of that before you can even move at all, right? They just need to not have the attack button pop up. It feels like that in itself legs it out because it, it pops up. And a lot of players, if you're quick enough, can get into the menu that shows you your four moves, and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. it takes that menu away from you. Mm -hmm. And it causes confusion, in my opinion, and it causes lag. And so if you're going to open the raid boss up, just why, why are you just not holding that menu back? And also maybe communicate on screen what's actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole different thing. But I, I do think that would make the start of the raid go smoother. Is just like, okay, now that the raid boss has done its things, now here's your menu of what you can do. I would like it if they implemented, you cannot click on the raid unless your Pokemon at default is of the appropriate level. <laughs> okay, so out of like the 60 raids I did, I only failed one, and the one I failed was just because somebody didn't bring a level 100. They brought like a level like 80 Appleton or something, right? And they died right away. It's, it's always funny, too, because I'll like do raid builds, and I specifically make four Pokemon that work together. And like this one will control, this one will put up the reflect, this one will heal, this one will clear smog or haze. Also, Weeping Bell was better than Victory Bell. To all these we Victory Bell builds out there, like Eviolite, Weeping Bell was better. <laughs> also, Weeping Bell's a significantly cuter Pokemon. What? Oh, he's so great. I have I have like this Japanese Weeping Bell sticker from Japan. <laughs> I don't remember what the Japanese says. It's some like pun about how like Weeping Bell has like a big mouth or something. I, I don't know. Weeping Bell's awesome. Weeping Bell with Eevee Light was much better than Victory Bell. Uh, I'm going to turn you over to James and you're going to have a conversation. I, Victory Bell has that weird screech in the anime, which is like kind of <laughs> cool. I'm into that, but like, it's I think, a very good screech. I think that the difference is Weeping Bell looks lost in its facial expressions, and Victory you Bell looks scary. Are using <laughs> your derp factor to decide yeah, that something is better than the other? You just like it because it's derpy, not because it's actually better. You're just like the derp face is the way to go and i'm calling you out right here right now i do have this like sense of responsibility and i do feel bad when i make raid builds i i, I genuinely do feel bad i make i make these raid builds and then somebody tells me it's not working for them 
and I can only, I can't hold everyone's hand. I mean, I wish I could. <laughs> you can only do so much. Right, I can only do so much. For example, I think uh, it, it, I made a YouTube video, of course, because uh, you can. You also can only convey so much in like a Instagram post, right? Like a graphic right. that I put on Twitter. Like uh, you can see, like I put six moves on my graphic. It, it, like I had, like some people be like, "Oh, why? Why is Worry Seed here?" Like, "Oh, you don't know what Worry Seed does." Well, I, I, I guess you could look it up, or I don't have really room on the graphic to explain what it does, but it's very important. <laughs> it removes sharpness. But like in my, in my, in my video, I originally had light screen on Appleton, and in my video, I says like, I said like, we, we have one person that we have one Pokemon that has light screen, and it has light screen just in case that Samurott has any special type moves, and if it doesn't have light screen, feel free to switch this to reflect. That's what I said in my video, and so. There was an Appleton that came through, and they put up light screen right away, and it was, you know, I was like, hey, you don't need this anymore. So that's why I'm talking about, like, like I can't 100% hold your hand on that, but I get, I get, I guess you did it to my graphic. But I think a thing that people don't know, I know people don't know, because I, I, I tell people this all the time, and they're like, oh, I didn't know this, is the raid boss will only attack you when you attack it, with the exception of, like, you know, obviously Cinderace high jump kicks everyone at the very start, right? That's what it does. So that first like ceaseless edge or X's or, or razor shell, it will only do that when you attack it. And that's why people fail the six star annihilate because the annihilate will focus energy and turn one, not turn zero. But if somebody else is faster than the taunter, that triggers annihilate's reason to focus energy. Some people like the, the funny thing is like for every like, person that tweeted at me like your go-go build sucks i died right away somebody else would then like literally if i go through my like mentions somebody else is like loved your go-go build got it on the first try it was like literally like <laughs> <laughs> the deck <laughs> it was like twitter in a nutshell it was like somebody be like your go-go sucks and then somebody been like your go-go was perfect yeah, it's great yeah go-go needed to wait for a haze or reflect or a worry seed and then once that happened gogoat was indestructible but if gogoat tried to go before that then it would take too much damage because it needed to wait so if you brought the wrong pokemon to a raid which totally happens i brought a landorus to like a six star dust noir the other day and then i didn't realize that dust noir had ice punch until it was too late and i was like Oh, this is a terrible choice. <laughs> like, I'm four <laughs> times weak mistakes. to Ice Punch. I had no clue that out of all the moves that Dusknor would know, it would have Ice Punch. And I brought Landorus here. But <laughs> it was it was a poison Dust Noir for the record. I was like, ah, ground is super effective against poison. So if you did bring the wrong Pokemon, you could literally just set down your controller and not do anything. And you are less likely to die. Eventually, the raid boss will be like, oh, you've been idling out for too long. I'm going to attack you. But literally, if you don't attack it, it doesn't attack you. So there's a lot of situations where this is important. So even if the takeaway was like, if, even if you're listening, you're like, Steve, your you're, you're, you're go-goat still sucks. That's fine. You can say that. I, I, I think go-goat's a good boy. So shame on you. But... That strategy, that tactic, applies to any raid going forward, right? Even if you were an Appleton setting reflect or a Torterra setting reflect, and you don't want to take that much damage for whatever reason, you could just wait for the Volcanion to haze, 
Like literally as soon as you see that little haze pop up in the upper left-hand corner and then you hit reflect, it now determines the turn order. And if you were to hit reflect in the haze, but you see the haze go off, but the reflect, it's it, the game is really bad at like listing what is happening, which is crazy because Legends Arceus literally had the turn order in the top right yep. corner. But like if you know you're a weaker Pokemon and you know somebody else is going to haze or reflect or light screen or whatever or or heal cheer even. It's okay to wait like literally three seconds for you to see that in the upper thing because the boss is not going to do anything until you hit the button. And I guess if anything from the Samurai conversation you want to take away from, it's that. It's like literally like it's not a race. The bot like the boss is only going to do as many moves as you do to it. So it's not like, oh, if I don't if I don't press the button, I'm just it's going to just ceaseless edge me over. No, it's not going to do that. (laughs) No, it's not. Be nice if the game explained any of that. <laughs> Would be nice if it did a whole lot of things that could make these raids better. But that that's okay. That's okay. Like whatever. Like I I still love helping people and people coming in and and doing it. And at the end of the day, I thought it was a fun grade. I thought it was great. And I think like finally it clicked with me of like the they put the problem right up front. And as a team, if you can solve that problem within the first, I don't know, like two and a half turns, three turns, usually the like, I, I, I don't think, I mean, I, I already said I only failed the raid once and it was because somebody brought like a level 80 Appleton. But like, I don't know how you would fail the raid in the, the second half. Like, if you've solved the problem in the first half, I guess like, <clears throat> yeah, maybe I mean, the focus energy kicks in and, and you get crit RNG crit like a million times. but. It was good. It was like a it was a good upfront problem to solve and it, it was more unique than the other raids because they put they put that issue on turn 0. <laughs> well, let's take a break. Uh when we come back, uh let's talk we'll talk about a $30,000 Pikachu necklace. Um I want it. Well, I don't want it, but I want par- <laughs> I want I want I want things from it. There I have I have things. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you are just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites that your audience can engage with, where you can sell your products, all of your content in one place on your own terms. The podcast to this show is hosted on Squarespace and it has been for a decade. That's why we're doing Squarespace ads because it's really good and it's really helpful and it's really easy to use. You don't need to know any coding to make a website. You can put your merch up there and keep track of your inventory. You can host videos. You can have a whole asset library. You can run your own email campaigns. People still use emails and websites. There's powerful blogging tools. There's analytics to see how many people are signing up for your emails, shopping at your store, clicking those podcast links. So if you're looking to build a website, you can head over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you go to squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to save 10% off your first purchase of website and domain. Squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to get started purchase of a website or domain. 
Hey, thanks for making it this far into the show. If you like listening to us every week and you don't like ads, you can actually get rid of the ads by supporting us one of two ways. The first way is through Apple Podcasts. You can start a free two-week trial and see if you like the ad-free episodes. On top of that, you get our bonus episodes as part of that package. You can do that right inside the Apple Podcast app. The other way to support us is by going to Patreon, patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And for $5 a month, you can remove the ads from the episode. You can get bonus episodes. You can get access to our Slack. You can get a Christmas card. The holidays are coming up and a bunch more. So if you would like to support the show, remove ads, get more of the show, you can support us in Apple Podcasts or by going to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. And we are back from our break. Oh, I had one more thing about the the, the holding people's hands for Samurai. I thought of this as on break. I did have a, a, a couple of people come in. They're like, oh, my... My Appleton is getting one shot. I built it exactly as what you said, which to me didn't make any sense because I ran the calcs so it wouldn't get one shot. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying you're a liar. Also, this is no shit to these people. <laughs> but like, is like, you know, in my head, I'm like, is it bold? Is it level 100? Did you EV train it? Did you IV train it? Did you hyper train it? Which was a thing that every one of those people forgot. You got to go to the, the, you got to go to the snow, the person in Montevera or however you say it. I don't even think the person has a name. They're just standing next to the Obama snow and you talk to them and then you can hyper train it. And it's a, it's, it's a night and day difference when mm-hmm. you hyper train your defense stat and your HP stat. <laughs> so that was like, again, this is me going back to like, I can, you can yell at me that my raid builds suck. I can't I can't play the game for you. Also, like make sure you hyper train your Pokemon. It's very it's very helpful. It's important. You know what else is important? Expensive collaborations. There was yeah, two Yeah, <laughs> baby. <laughs> there was <laughs> there was two of them. I remember uh-huh. the very first time I've ever walked into a Tiffany's in company. It was in Boston. My very first time in Boston and the hotel I booked off Hotwire. You ever used Hotwire? I have, it, uh, like a million years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those that don't know, Hotwire is is a hotel service that gives you a hotel but doesn't tell you what the hotel is until you already pay for it. And the gimmick is that you pick an area on the map. This is this is how you did our Boston trip. Yes. This yes. sounds like how you get and it bed was bugs. Bad. No, because you can, <laughs> you you can say like I only want four star and higher hotels in this area, or I only, or I like I want a I want a two star hotel. In this. I've never, not me, not me booking a two star <laughs> hotel because I I am terrified of I'm I'm already like a germaphobe. So you you pick an area. And then you you say your budget, and then I'll say, like, you might get... It'll, it'll give you some suggestions, but you can also, like... I guess the trick to Hotwire is, like, you can go to Google Maps and then type in hotels in the area and see, like, what you're working with and be like, well, these are the only two four-star hotels in this area. So it, it's either these two. And then at the end of the day, what? who cares? Like, it's just a room you're staying in, so... But the the concept is you're supposed to get a lower price because you can't cancel it. 
So you like spin right. the roulette wheel and then you're good to go. Also, Greg, that while we did get uh, a hotel that was kind of far away, it was significantly cheaper than the would have just got getting the price by itself for the record. Do you want me to remind you about the bus ride from said hotel that nearly <laughs> got us killed? Was that, that price worth our life? No, it was not. <laughs> had nothing to do with the hotel. I oh, mean, I guess the hotel oh, location. If we were in a hotel that was next to the convention center, we wouldn't have been on that bus. Do not tell me that had nothing to do that bus. That hotel. It was a direct, it's a straight line to us nearly dying in Boston. That bus was one of my favorite memories with you. Don't you dare <laughs> take that away. <laughs> Anyways, I hotwired a hotel. And that hotel was attached to a Tiffany and Company. And I walked down into it and I wanted to throw up at the cost. Oh, it's expensive. Of everything in that store. I don't even think nowadays you can walk into a Tiffany and Company without an appointment. I feel like all these stores have like bodyguards at the front, at least in Vegas. Like, like oh, you could- <laughs> in Vegas. Vegas is Vegas, yes. Little, they bodyguard everything in Vegas. Mm, I think Mall of America has a couple luxury stores. Yeah, a couple. I mean, Coach is technically luxury. I mean, technically. <laughs> Anyways, our listeners are like, why are you talking about Tiffany and Company? The reason we are is because Tiffany and Company partnered up with Pokemon. Well, this is like a three-way collab, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I just got the article here off IGN. Also, Ryan Dinsdale... I don't like your subheading of poly swag because polywag is not. I mean, I get the joke, but polywag is not featured in this collaboration. I'm upset. Uh, the Pokemon Company and Tif- uh, Tiffany, the Pokemon Company and Tiffany and Company have teamed up to release Pokemon jewelry, jewelry with the most expensive piece being twenty nine thousand uh, dollars. The collection features nine pieces, the cheapest being one thousand two hundred and ninety. The most expensive, naturally, a Pikachu coming with the $29,000 price tag. This pricey one is a Pikachu pendant made of 18 carat yellow gold. I I don't know what carat, I don't know like the weight distribution of carats to money. And diamond accents that come in two sizes, the standard $29,000 one. And then there's a smaller version of this, which is exactly the same, it's just smaller, of $9,900. Seven ox oxidized sterling silver pendants with diamond accents are also available six featuring pokemon six featuring individual pokemon priced at the cheap $1290 and the seventh featuring all of them together which uh, the pokemon are cubone charmander mew pikachu jigglypuff and squirtle what happened to bulbasaur during any of this who knows i was so frustrated by that but denied, <laughs> left out. Usually, Jigglypuff gets a free pass for whatever we, I don't know anime reasons anime. or whatever. Uh, I don't know how Cubone made it. <laughs> I mean, like Cubone again, kind of gets like a free pass because super Q- cute. Sure, but what happened to Bulbasaur? <laughs> I think these are all based on the statues that were made by the artist. I think Daniel Arsham or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I think that these are all based on statues that already existed, on art pieces that already existed, and just cast from that. What did yeah. he And have... also, that artist has worked with Tiffany & Co. two times before this, apparently. 
Did he never so, make a Bulbasaur one? Don't know. But it seems like he was Pokemon's way into collabing with Tiffany. Yeah, it. it's not weird as in, like, Pokemon collabed with Tiffany. It's weird that it's, like, Tiffany and Daniel and the Pokemon company. Like, it would be... It's like whatever. Like three, the three of us are talking about this. Like any of us can afford it. We can't. Um, <laughs> that Pikachu uh, necklace costs more than all of my student loans combined like, do at the moment. All I'm saying is I can technically afford the if if some of the prices are correct, I could technically afford the Cubone Charm. oxidized one. But the <laughs> only thing I want is the Pokeball. Yeah, <laughs> look, I'm so, sure, I'm sure you can find the Pokeball on eBay in a week or two for probably like eight hundred dollars. Oh, eight hundred no, seems really low for that. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna mark that up. They're gonna go over what they pay because they need to make a profit on it. I feel like the Pokeball is only gonna come with the twenty nine thousand dollar Pikachu necklace. Uh, I know, no, no, the Pokeball does come with the nine thousand dollar Pikachu necklace. I don't know yeah. if it comes with the charms. We, yeah, that's the question. Does it come with the charms? I say this theoretically because I am not spending this money for that. I am not <laughs> doing that. That is, it's cute. And it's like, it's like, it's like when I was looking up, could I actually buy the Pika bug? And I technically could have afforded one of the Pika bugs when it was on sale. Like, oh, I but then you have to have it. a Volkswagen Beetle <laughs> and like yeah, attempt to fix that Pikachu. thing every six months. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's just like, mm. look, the Pika bug is better than the ugly Lugia PT Cruiser. That thing was garbage. Well, yeah, because the my PT mom, Cruiser was ugh, my mom wanted a PT Cruiser want so bad when it released. And as a kid, I didn't understand. And as an adult, I now understand my mom has the worst taste in everything. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, uh, let's just do the other news real quick, and then we can talk about luxury brands as a whole here. APC collabs with the Pokemon Company as well. A fall-ready collection with J.W. Anderson APC has now uh, revealed a collaboration with the Pokemon Company, releasing as a 21 installment of APC's Interaction series, a series compi- composed of... A wardrobe of classic silhouettes from brands from new standard jeans, Mirano knits, sweaters, t-shirts, jackets. Uh, Spotted on every piece of this collection is the Pokemon motif spanning from the beloved Pikachu and other characters such as Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur. Additional t-shirts were also made in children's sizes, catering anyone between 2 and 12 years old. In addition to the lineup, a selection of accessories is also available. Highlighted pieces include sneakers. Uh, first ever children's backpack, Half Moon mini bag, which now features a reimagined logo starring gold embossed Pikachu silhouette. This collection is available starting November 15th and will be in store and online at APC. And also, uh, it doesn't say it here in the post, but also PokemonCenter.com, which does not have the sneakers or the backpack or the half mini moon bag. So I have. No clue the, the, the cost of those items. I'm sure they're... Oh, I, I now have the cost of those items. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty expensive, as is everything in this collection. Yeah, so this, this collection went up on Pokemon Center. I 
didn't know. I've never heard of APC before this. Mm-mm. Oh, it seems like you both are in agreement. I've never heard of APC. That's not that surprising. I don't follow. You, you're not. Brands. You don't. Luxury you don't have like the, <laughs> the hobby, so. You have the Balenciaga newsletter coming to your mailbox every week. No, I mean Will probably does because I found out that that is the thing that Will does, but I do not. You know, times are tough for people. You know, <laughs> inflation a little high. Uh, yeah. So I I can understand the uh, the complaints of you want me to spend a hundred and twenty dollars on a single t shirt, a t shirt that isn't does- cute. Isn't that great? Oh, sorry, not one hundred twenty. My one hundred thirty dollars. One hundred thirty. The woman's T-shirt is one hundred twenty. There you go. L- less cotton or whatever material they're making it. Two hundred forty dollars for a sweater. Um, three hundred dollars for a denim jacket. Anyways, Tiffany and Company APC. This is not the first time the Pokemon Company has partnered with luxury brands. They partnered with Longchamp, Long, Long, I don't know how to say it, Longchamp, <laughs> for for those those backpacks. Um, they've also partnered with like non-luxury stuff, like Converse and Levi's, and I don't consider the North Face luxury. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, not particularly. It's mid. Yeah, it's mid-range. I also understand that like like really, really nice luxury is more minimal. Um, so like a really good example of this is that I, I I'll use coach as an example. A nicer coach bag, usually the coach logo is smaller versus a cheaper coach bag where like it says like coach like a million times on the bag. I can't remember what they call that. It's actually like some weird study of like I, I, this sounds I'm not this I don't mean to offend anyone it like the luxury people want to appe- appeal to poor people mm-hmm. so they put they put their logo on everything because that's like the budget luxury so like if you see somebody with like a Gucci shirt that says like Gucci everywhere it's like probably like it's probably still like a hundred dollar shirt but like a really nice Gucci shirt, you won't even see Gucci, and that shirt's probably like a thousand dollars. It's like this weird like intro to luxury kind of thing. Um, that's there's a whole another conversation about like the actual quality of this stuff because like I I I I don't know. But in the case of APC, this makes sense because like I'm sure they're trying. I'm sure all of their partnerships is just to get brand awareness of APC. Uh and the same thing happened with the oh gosh, what was that we talked about it. It was like some rapper's brand. And it was they sent me a shirt. The shirt was $50, which is like significantly cheaper than $130, but I was like I I would never pay $50 for a t-shirt. Mostly cuz I always have hoodies on anyways, you wouldn't even be able to see my t-shirt. But $30, maybe $35 is where I draw the line on a t-shirt. That me personally. Back in my day, t-shirts used to be $20 at Hot Topic. But $50 for a t-shirt <laughs> is a lot to me. Um, and they sent me that t-shirt. Maybe it's nicer. It doesn't feel nicer than the other t-shirts. But I again, I understand that you're paying for a brand. You're paying for whatever. Like, I get it. Like, if, if you're looking at the APC stuff and you're like, why is this? It's not for you. It's, it's, it, it, if anything... The only thing that APC did what they wanted to accomplish. 
People yep. are now talking about APC. They now know it exists. You're now looking at their stuff. More people. APC has been around since 87. Sure, like, sure, they sure. Are, okay. They are a big privately owned fashion house, right? They are making themselves. So they are. This is going to be. This is so fashion weirdness, but they are a ready to wear high end luxury fashion design. So they make things that you can pick off, pick up off the rack and put on. So they're ready to wear. They're ready to wear high end fashion. Which is a whole thing separate, like the whole like you can talk about how ready to wear it is. But. This is, again, an effort to broaden their market to get more people aware of their other ready to wear items. Well, I can say that they are unknown. They are very well known. Uh, like if you follow high end luxury and ready to wear stuff, I'm sure you have heard of APC. They've been around for a very long time, but this is a way to expand their brand out and also predominantly show the types of things they make to a larger audience i also found your study about logos and it's interesting because see i wasn't making it up (laughs) it no but here's the thing that you that you missed it starts small gets big and then once it crosses a threshold it shrinks again yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. and apparently it's for every (laughs) they like measure this for every five thousand dollar increase in price the logo would shrink by a centimeter. So the idea is the the psychology behind it is when people see a, the tiny logo on a very expensive price, they all like only people in the know would know why that's small and then auto, automatically know, oh, you spent a lot of money on that. It is weird psychological like projection yeah that happens like um mark zuckerberg his the t-shirts that he wears are like 680 dollars each and if you if if you've purchased that t-shirt you would know exactly that he's wearing it when he walks out but like a, a poor person like me like that that was the first time I heard of it. It was like, oh, his T-shirt's that much because it there's no branding on it. There's nothing right. on it that signifies that this is a luxury T-shirt. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you look at it and you're like, ah, oh, it's just like a blue shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we can all talk about if luxury brands are actually the quality of the items are actually worth what you're paying for, and in. There are, I will say this, there are definitely some brands out there where you're paying a higher dollar point for something that lasts a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I will buy more expensive jeans that will last me five years that will cost less than buying, let's say, like Target jeans that I have to replace every year. So, like, I'm spending $50 for five years or spending $200 not like I think we're I think work boots are like the better analogy yeah because like you, you because you could buy a $80 pair of work work boots that you have to replace every year or you could buy a, a $300 pair of work boots and then after that will last you you know five years and then 
you know, 80 times five. I can't do the math, yeah. but it's more than 300. <laughs> that the would be 400. really do fall apart. Yeah. But the, I the, really... I, my jeans fall apart. So let's be real. I'm hard on jeans, y'all. <laughs> Hannah, go ahead. I just want Pokemon shirts with actual fun Pokemon designs on them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sitting here like a deer in headlights because I don't even know how to conceptualize things that cost this much. A brand logo getting smaller every $5,000. The biggest purchase I've ever made is my computer, and it wasn't that much. But I just want a Pokemon shirt with a with a fun Pokemon design on it. I want them to take the clothing out of Scarlet and Violet, the Pokemon designs, the ones that actually have Pokemon on them, like the Paldean Tauros shirt and things like that, and I want those to be available. I think you would maybe qualify the hundreds as a luxury brand. They did a collab that we talked about. I, be- I believe their their hoodies were like 120 which now I don't know, <laughs> everything feels expensive. But that was, I think that was one of the cooler collabs. Again, for for me and a lot of people, it was like, oh, I've never heard of the hundreds. Now I have. Mm-hmm. They did a collab with Pokemon. And I I completely agree with Hannah. I I think there's like there's a there's a balance between like slapping Pikachu on a shirt and it like being minimal because this is what the APC stuff is is like yeah not a lot here. Um, but even the w- APC ones are designed a little bit more. The Pokemon yeah. are actually jumping on the logo. Yeah, they're not just slapped on there. But for the hundreds, there was a a Pikachu cardigan and it was just. Pikachu's face and it was very simple but it was like good it was like a clean simple it was like oh this is simple but like subtle but not like it, I, I wanted it I was like oh I've I you know I I don't own a cardigan uh, th- I like the way this cardigan looks it's a little expensive but you know I'll treat myself this one time maybe it's actually as nice as the price says it is and then it like sold out like instantly so like there there's there's clearly a market Right. You mm-hmm. know, you see this with the hundreds like that release sold out instantly. The one with the Mewtwo from the gosh, I can't remember that brand. Um, it was like the streetwear. Brand. Oh, right, 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 right. I don't um, remember it. That release sold out instantly. Um, this APC stuff hasn't really sold out that quickly, but there was a lo- another luxury brand that Pokemon worked with. That was on Pokemon Center that sold out. I can't remember. They've they've worked with a lot of luxury brands. But that being said, they've worked with a lot of smaller brands too. Like their Levi release sold out instantly. Their yeah. um whatever shoe that was, Reebok or Adidas, I don't remember. That sold out instantly. The skateboard stuff sold out in oh God, I'm still mad about that skateboard. Skateboard <laughs> stuff sold out instantly. There it makes sense for Pokemon, because they're hitting so many different markets. But yeah, I can see why people would be like this sucks. Why is this t-shirt $160? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw their original post when they said, we're going to be collaborating with this company. And I went and said, oh, that's cool. More Pokemon clothes. And I clicked on the company and I saw that it was $300, $400 sweatshirts. And I went, oh, that kind of company. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Kitty does this a lot, too, for those that mm-hmm. like Hello Kitty partners with both luxury brands and non-luxury brands again i don't want to make anyone feel poor i feel poor talking about this hello kitty partnered with like a wine company oh hello kitty hello kitty was just like yeah do it let's <laughs> fire it up one thousand percent let's get you going let's... hello kitty's up there with pokemon as like top grossing merchandise I mean, it's crazy i'm gonna 
I, I'm going to say that like the prices on APC are not, they are not outrageously expensive. They are in the mid range of any sort of brand that does clothing. Like you will find Calvin Klein shirts, Hugo Boss shirts, all the things that are the same price. These are standard ready to wear prices for brands who make that level of whatever you want. Like they're a not mind-blowingly your... expensive, but they are still expensive. They are expensive, but again, they are in line with a lot of other brands. The question always comes down to how much are you paying for the logo? Because you won't know until you feel the quality. Like, did you pay for quality? Or were you just paying for a logo? Um, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of arguments I can make about Calvin Klein. You are just paying for the logo because their quality is not great. Um, but again, it is it in line with a brand that is ready to wear. I think where it comes more for like Pokemon fans who are used to buying things off of Pokemon Center, where it's just a T-shirt that they made, like the logo that you're paying for is the Pokemon that you're buying, and the T-shirt <laughs> quality will vary wildly, yeah. <laughs> depending. But it is a very they aren't they aren't in the clothing business. They are buying bulk T-shirts and putting their logo on it. Companies like APC, companies like Calvin Klein, they are designing silhouettes. They are designing things to look at people. So you're paying for the silhouette they created, the logo, and hopefully a good quality item. And those things add up. Um, it is probably more than most people want to spend on something that seems slightly frivolous, like a Pokemon shirt in the market of all of the other Pokemon shirts. Um, but like I'm on APC sites, I'm looking at their jackets. There's a lot of gorgeous jackets. I'm like, yeah, I would pay for those jackets and they're about the price you would pay for a good jacket um, that should potentially last a long time. It, it It is just when you look at. Generally, the stuff you see on Pokemon Center, like they're 100 percent acrylic. Sweaters that are way too expensive and also why are they acrylic? Um, the prices are just like. No. And if you aren't used to spending <laughs> money on clothing at that level, these all seem out of control. Yeah. Right? Like I like I could buy a suit for as much as a t-shirt and pants cost. But again, I would only wear that suit once in a while, so I'm investing in a suit that will last me for years cuz I just don't wear it. Whereas spending money on any sort of denim product that I will burn through in a year, you know, you have to do that cost analysis, but it is like APC versus Tiffany is a vastly different. Like <laughs> Tiffany is just saying, you're not going to afford any of this. and Don't even try. This is 100% a status symbol thing. My personal struggle with luxury stuff is the, the like, am I actually paying for quality here? Because I think a lot of people would pay extra if if they could be reassured the quality is there. Yep. I'm not a huge like leather person at all. Um, but there's like this leather guy on TikTok and he rips open like coach bags and whatever other 
leather fan like i i don't know i don't follow luxury stuff that but he'll be like this he'll he'll say like this is an 800 dollars leather mm-hmm. purse and he'll like rip it open and he'll be like okay because the leather the amount of leather used here and the style of leather and the 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 all the costs like this bag costs 200 dollars to make they're selling for 800 dollars based on how long it would take to make this i think that this is a good price or he'll be like i don't think this is a good price yeah and it it's so interesting to be like Wow, you like like he, like I've watched him review a couple coach bags and all the coach bags were like 250 or 300 and he's like this is great. This is this is an amazing price for this. And then I've watched him like rip open like an $1000 leather bag and he's like this isn't worth it. And it's just yeah. like so interesting that you would think the $1000 bag would be way better than the $200 coach bag. I don't have anything against coach for the record. I think coach is fine. <laughs> I mean, that is that is always the tough question, right? Like one of the things that made Levi's collaboration appealing is I know generally what Levi's quality is, right? So I know what I'm paying my money to get. Uh, it's hard, particularly with these brands that are mostly online, to be like, I'm going to invest this money on I don't. I don't know if I'm getting quality in return. Um, because there are so many luxury brands that are charging you for their logo and you know you you'll get the same quality off of you know the wish.com right like they <laughs> There's also- just go to the same they just go to the same manufacturer overseas and buy bulk and take the logo off and sell it for five bucks there's also nothing stopping a, a company from just saying they're luxury and jacking up the price. Oh, correct. <laughs> I mean, and that is always the thing. I think that's always the problem with luxury brands in general. Um, and the fact with the decline of retail and department stores, you just cannot go in and look and see. Also, you never know what measurements they're using to determine their fit. They lie a lot. Vanity sizing is a huge thing in the industry. It is not just for women anymore. It is men's clothing and everywhere in between vanity sizing is a thing. So one of the sad things about the decline of retail is there just aren't places to go try things on anymore. And they're getting much more regressive with their return policies. So when you see things like this, it is a leap of faith that they are making something worth the amount of money that they're charging you for. The Tiffany's thing's not worth it. <laughs> Diamonds are falsely inflated. So is gold. The Pokeball's real cool, though. Yeah, the Pokeball oh, look, is that's cool. cool. I want that. More of like a PSA, not really like a news thing. Uh, Niantic says that updates to Trainer Club login. So if you are one of those people listening and you have a Pokemon Trainer Club, this was posted on November 14th. Nothing has happened yet. Uh, but. Uh, you're going to get logged out is what is going to happen. I, I, I don't know if this is like, because they didn't say, I don't know if this is like routine maintenance or if they're actually making some changes or Pokemon Trainer Club is making changes to whatever they need to do. But ultimately, if you log in with Pokemon Trainer Club, you're going to get a notice of update login screen. If you're currently logged in, you will be log. you may be logged out and you will need to validate to regain access. Uh, Niantic is saying, ahead of time, we recommend that you note Trainer Club username and password. Keep that in mind, because it might be different than your one and go. 
Once this change is complete, trainers who have Trainer Club account will be able to receive a reward for validating your account. More details on this item bonus will be available soon. I don't, again, I don't know what that means. Uh, like, are we getting like what, what, one lucky egg? <laughs> also, if you have additional login methods attached to your Pokemon Go account, we recommend you doing that. Anyways, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because you should have two ways to log in to Pokemon Go. Please, if you if you're listening and you only have one way, and that's only Google or that's only Pokemon Trainer Club, you can authenticate like four ways of logging in. This is so important because if whatever your Google account was also your like old university email and you no longer go to that university and for some reason they retire your email after two years and now you don't have access to it you also then don't have access to your pokemon go (laughs) which is like a real scenario that has happened to many people where they're like i don't have access to that email anymore so what you can do is you can do like you can do google you can do pokemon trainer club you can do Apple. So if you're you're if you're on an iPhone, you have an iCloud. There's no reason why you shouldn't you wouldn't have an iCloud. So link your Apple ID to that. That's probably your safest email anyways cuz it's an iCloud email and it stores your pictures. Link that to Pokemon Go. It's fine. Um and I think the last one is Facebook, which maybe you know, do what you want with your Facebook. Uh but Facebook login is widely accepted by like everyone over the age of 45 so there you go um but at least have more than one like you don't want to be in osaka and then get logged out and then be like i can't remember my password to my only login if you just linked your apple id you could have logged back in like it doesn't delete anything it just it just saves your data to multiple logins do that i don't know (laughs) you should it's important to do that both in Pokemon Go and in Pokemon Sleep. If you don't have more than one way to log in, make sure you have more than one way to log in, if at all possible. Otherwise, it's very easy to get stuck when something breaks. Yeah, I think if you were to transfer devices in, I don't even think Sleep makes you have a login. You have to go into that yourself. Mm-hmm. So like when you you could play sleep without ever attaching it to an email, but if you were to switch phones, it will ask you what email. So you need to go back to the original phone, link it to something, then go to the new phone and then log in. It's like really weird. So if you broke or sold your phone, then uh, you're going to have to restart. Yeah. Yeah. That's like if you have Pokemon Sleep and you haven't linked it to anything and you drop your phone in the ocean, your sleep stuff is gone because it's not linked to anything. So uh, I... Two things, pull over in your car right now, (laughs) link your Pokemon Sleep to something, and then link your Pokemon Go to another thing so you don't lose your stuff. If I lost seven years of Pokemon Go, I would would delete the app. I would never play again. Mm -hmm. I could not imagine starting over. This is why I only have one login, because at some point, it's going to force me to do the thing (laughs) that I should have Greg's like, I'm waiting for this to happen. That's how I stop playing games. The login's gone. Well, too bad. <laughs> Never again, I guess. I'm out. Okay, well, if you're looking to quit Pokemon Go, don't link it to anything then. Because you'll eventually be logged out and you'll lose it all. I put a whole... Uh, we did a whole podcast about this. I put a whole YouTube video up. The podcast is for uh, premium members. 
So if you support on Patreon or Apple Podcasts. Luxury brand. Are, yeah, if you would like to listen to our luxury podcast for $5 a month, <laughs> you can hear uh, Greg, Hannah, and I talk about the DLC uh, for about an hour. Um, that's that's up there. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can do a two-free week trial, and you can listen to literally all the bonus episodes for free and then cancel if you want to. Um, or you can keep it because you get ad-free episodes as well. Um, we're also now on like the Spotify premium thing as well. So if you if you I just made that change this last week. So if you are listening on the old premium RSS, uh, the old luxury RSS feed, excuse me, uh, you will have to uh, just go into Patreon and just copy the new one and just put it in whatever podcast app you want. The problem with this was like Spotify didn't allow this stuff for a long time because mm-hmm. Spotify was trying to monopolize the podcast market and they w- they only wanted their own podcast and their own pod. They have now opened it up to this. So I made that switch because I do know people listen on Spotify. But if you can't afford that, if you can't afford our luxury brand, understand we have uh, the free pot, the YouTube version out there. <laughs> the YouTube version is different. Um, it was people asking questions and me answering. So uh the short of it is like nintendo flew me out to new york i played the dlc for like an hour there's really no spoilers i battled an elite four member i can't tell you what pokemon or what type she had i walked around the overworld there are new pokemon i can't i i don't remember which ones i saw as executor <laughs> nine tails they're they're walking around um but it seems good i think the biggest question was is the frame rate better the answer is no it's not it's exactly the same I felt so burned a year ago when they f- when they didn't fly me out. I paid my own way that time to play Scarlet and Violet early. And I sat on the show and I told you guys it ran great. It looked great. There was a cloth. And then it came out and it runs bad. <laughs> yep. And I felt like Nintendo gaslit me into thinking this game was <laughs> amazing. And I talked to a bunch of other people that went to the same showing. And I was like, hey, man, did, did am I hallucinating? Did it? Did What are these bubbles? Uh, <laughs> what is going on over there? <laughs> Where do these bubbles come from? What are you doing? What's that? Was it you, Hannah? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, audio listeners. What's that? Anyways, everyone I talked to that also played Scarlet and Violet before it came out was like, it ran great for us too, and we're so confused why it ran badly. And I already saw that some people who previewed it early was like, yeah, it feels like the frame rate is better. I don't think so. No. <laughs> and no. I don't I don't I don't even want to say like, oh, it runs two percent better. Because I don't think it does, number one. Number two is I don't want people to feel like, okay, I'm gonna buy it because Steve said it feels a little bit better. I don't think it does. What I did realize though in like the last two weeks is the frame rate actually does run better when you're zoomed super close in. And when you're zoomed out, it runs terrible. And I actually recorded footage of this in real time of it, like me just zooming in in the same area and it running smoother and me zooming out and it like feeling like I'm underwater. 
And if you watch like speedrunners play Scarlet and Violet, which I think most of them have given up on playing Scarlet and Violet speedrunning, they always play zoomed in because your character moves quicker. So, you know, when, when the Teal Mask came out and people were like, the, the, I said this earlier, where you get like one tweet that's like, it runs great. And then the next tweet is, it runs terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I really do think it has to do with how those people are playing. Like, are you playing in handheld? Are you playing in desktop? Are you zoomed in? Are you not zoomed in? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think it runs any better. Uh, it, is, it is more Pokemon. It is double battle focus. Uh, the 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 area does seem slightly bigger than the teal mask. What they showed us was such a small portion of what that DLC is supposed to be. But again, I don't know if there's like anything hiding to convince you if you're already on the fence. If you all if you already like double battles or you want more battles, you're sold. Then that's what this is. Yeah. <laughs> if you're Looking for a new shiny hunting method? No clue. If you're looking for like a way to catch legendary Pokemon, no clue. Are legendary Pokemon returning? In my heart, I say yes, but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't show that. I'm sure there is some tweet slash four chan post slash you won't believe what's coming in the DLC YouTube video of somebody referencing those tweets. I haven't looked at any of that stuff. Some sometimes it's right, sometimes it's not. I'll just wait. I, I like I already bought the DLC, like most of you all. It's not like it's not like you can buy it separately. <laughs> you have to buy both at the same time. So like I like to be surprised too. Um, sometimes it's fun to look at stuff early, but also sometimes it's it's fun to be surprised. So I already purchased it. I played it a little bit. Whatever secrets they're hiding. I'll, I'll just wait. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be okay. Um, but if you want that, that's on YouTube. Uh, it's on podcasts. Uh, otherwise, the final bit of thing is uh, we're going to be doing a charity stream. I try to do four charity streams a year, one every season. This will be our winter str- uh, charity stream. It'll be on December 2nd. We are going to be raising money for Hope for the Day, which is uh, for uh, mental health and everything that encompasses that so if you want to learn more about that you want to donate money to a good cause i'll be doing that on twitch on saturday night december 2nd if you want to come by and donate like five bucks to charity that's super thoughtful of you if money's tight totally get it understand um don't don't sweat about it but to those that have a couple extra dollars and want to support to a good cause i really like hope for the day they've been really good to us so I think any any charity that is for mental health, I was going to say most charities are pretty good, but there are actually some really bad charities out there. This mm-hmm. charity is good. <laughs> there are some, unfortunately, there are some not so good charities out there, but this is a good one. Uh, so if you want your money going to a good place uh, and you in the holiday spirit, feel free to stop by on Saturday night. We'll be raising some money. Uh, we'll also be giving away some stuff. So um, even if you don't have any money, and you're just hanging out, you can win some stuff. So it's cool. The The organization we work with gives us some giveaways and stuff for people just being supportive in any way they can. Uh, but that's our show. Um, thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. What? 
Wait, oh, sorry. I mean, that's not Jeez. our show. If you clicked off, Jiminy. you're missing the Unite segment. Greg, it is your Unite segment. It is my, first of all, I spent my holiday weekend getting back to Master Rank in Unite. Two, uh, they have officially announced that Masquerada will join the fray on December 7th. Uh, they have also said that there's going to be a holiday-themed battle mode and several holiday-themed events coming soon. There's no reason to think that these are different than the ones they did last year. Uh, <laughs> so if you liked them last year, it's probably going to be the same because they have not made a big deal about it at all. Um, there are we we there have two Pokemon have appeared on the public test servers. Um, I won't talk about them because they haven't been officially announced, but uh, they are playable on the public test servers, which suggests that they are in line to come out after this. Has there any uh, been has there been a Pokemon on the test server that has not come out at this point? No, not that I can think of. Uh, but the tough thing about it is, again, public test servers are it's their testing ground. So to talk about if that's the way they're going to actually be when they go live. No, like the numbers aren't right. Sometimes the moves aren't right. Uh, how they evolve changes when they evolve changes. So we don't what's on the public server is just a test. It is possible that they will pull one or both and say, no, these need to be really, really reworked and things may slide in between there. But we have an official date, December 7th. Holiday stuff is coming back. Um, That is probably going to be it for the year. Um, Everyone was talking about there should be a new map this year. I don't think we're getting a new map this year. (laughs) Uh, I, I don't, don't know. Don't we got like 35 I days. <laughs> I don't think we're getting a new map this year. Uh, but uh, I also think this is the last Pokemon being released this year. Uh, that would make sense. So this is probably it for 2023. Uh, well, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Hannah. We'll be back next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super not getting the $29,000 necklace, even though the box is real cool. Although, now with that attitude, <laughs> double you your student it? loan debt. It's for a good cause. <laughs> Stop getting avocado toast and you can afford yeah. the necklace. And I'm not the millennial here. <laughs> Actually, I could take a sec. I could take, I could take, a, I got equity in this house. I could take a loan. Pikachu <laughs> necklace. I'm sure my husband will be fine with that. Goodbye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers of this episode, starting with Stephen, Kay, Yarny, Tony, Stuart, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Josh, Jessica, Fumes, Chris, and Brady. And a huge shout out to our executive producer, Spencer. If you too would like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t to sign up and support the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you next episode.